Um, so welcome to Beers and Buckets. My name is Connor, and I'm joined by Dow tonight. And we're also joined by a special guest. We've had him on, I think, like way early. Probably it wasn't even a regular episode, but it was back in like November, December. Right around when Paulo Bancaro got the DUI stuff, whatever. But his name is Grant. He's the genius behind Duke Update. Grant, how are you doing, man? Doing great. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm pretty good, man. I just had a pub sub, so I'm chilling. You know, I'm straight oh. chilling. What'd you get? What what kind of pub sub? Uh, Boar's Head Ultimate was on sale for six ninety nine, so I had to go with that because six ninety nine for a sub That's is fair. pretty good. Yeah, Dal, how are you doing, man? Good. I got to go to Kentucky. Had an open practice to fundraise for the Eastern Kentucky like flood relief stuff. Ended up raising like almost three million dollars, which is awesome, uh, and got to see. Uh, the new guys for Kentucky get to see some old guys. Lanceware was hurt, so we need a Lance repair me- meme uh, out there. But no, it was it was a lot of fun. Baseball trade de- trade deadline t- was today. That was fun. I now have like the entire Padres lineup and pitching staff on my fantasy team somehow because I had Juan Soto and Josh Bell. So just doing great. Sounds like a good day. I saw the pictures that you of the food you ate looked delicious. I was very jealous, Ooh, but I did I did get to go to a good restaurant too. Yeah, yeah. So right. I really am interested to hear about the Kentucky players you saw, but we can't do that on a Duke podcast. I just can't can't do that. So we're here to talk I about mean, Duke. We could. Before we do that, let's jump into the. I mean, I'm no, always, no, I'm always down to talk about it. So <laughs> you always down to talk about the competition, huh? All right. Oh, well, I do. Let me just Grant. You get a question to ask Dow. And then I'll get a question to ask Dal about the Kentucky Open practice and how they look. So why don't you go ahead? Do you have a question of mine? Um, come back to me in like two seconds. All right. How good did Casey Wallace look in person, especially offensively? He missed like every single shot short, but they were all like directly on target. So just get a little bit more leg in there, and he was good. But no, he had a couple nice drives. I'm a fan. Okay, good. Because I, as long as he's showing signs of offensive improvement, that's fine with me because I can't let Scott Clark from Courtside Connect continue to push this Case and Wallace is bad at basketball narrative that he has going. So can't do that. Not not allowing that. So good. This backs me up. All right, Grant, do you have a, do you have a question for Dow? Yeah. Did Oscar take any threes? He took like two or three threes. He made one. That's good. Uh, is it? I I almost want him to miss all of them so that he doesn't actually take them in games because that's not what I want. To Judging by practice videos, he looks pretty comfortable with it. Yeah, I'm I'm skeptical until I actually see him take them in games. If he will actually take them, uh, I would rather him probably just stick to the 15 footer kind of stuff. But it it at least looks natural. Yeah, we don't. We've seen, we just saw like Jalen Duran wasn't a floor stretcher by any means. And, you know, you know what I mean? So it's like, we don't, you don't need to be a three point a sniper to, or even take a lot of three point shots to get drafted in the NBA. Uh, so as a big man, um, but neither here nor there. We're ne- we're done talking about Kentucky. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to move on to the beer view. So Grant, I know you, uh, you said you were either going to drink uh, some McUltras on the pod or some whiskey. Uh, and then Dow, what do you think about Mick Ultras? I mean, they're the best light beer. I I do agree so, with that. Thumbs up again. 
I do agree with that. I love some McUltra. But are you drinking the whiskey now, Grant? Yeah, I'm drinking the Maker's Mark 47. That's my go-to. That's a good one. It's either that's a good choice. I'll either drink it neat or with. um, Right now, I have it with cream soda, and that's been my cream soda. I've never had it. Never had a whiskey with cream soda before. I haven't either. I tried it last week, and uh, it's like all I've been drinking since then. So. Interesting. I just bought some cream soda. I'll have to try that. It's either that yeah, or... What are you drinking tonight? Oh, go ahead. Well, it's either that or ginger ale for me, if I if, if I mix it. but Good man. Anyone that mixes whiskey and Coke is bad. I, I guess I'm Thumbs bad. I like, I like it with Diet Coke or Coke Zero, but not, not straight Coke. What are you doing? And also, Sorry. I love it with Ale 8-1. But I rarely, I rarely get L eight one being in Florida, so yeah, never, never really get to do that that much. Yeah. So. Also, can I just talk about how it's so great to be able to see you again because my camera now works I and I can like give thumbs up and like do hand motions at you. Yeah, we might be able to Wonderful. use this on like YouTube if Grant if Grant gives us his consent. <laughs> we'll just we'll just blur him out like we have like like the he's in with set. <laughs> Yeah, I would be uh, I would be pretty I would be not okay with putting uh, my face on YouTube if I was wearing a New York Jets okay. sweater too. <laughs> hey, things are looking up. Our quarterback is a, is a, he's got that dog in him. The MILF hunter, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Now, what are you drinking, man? <laughs> Connor, uh, like I am drinking. So, <laughs> I. Uh, I made my own like six pack at Liquor Barn and found this uh, Imperial Stout that is brewed with coffee, chocolate, and vanilla. It also says contains alcohol on there, which I enjoy. Like it's a beer, duh. Um, it looks, but it was like it's a, it. It was the most expensive beer that they had. It's like a motor oil, like ten W forty is a motor oil. No, yeah, like. it's called it's called ten W forty. So it, yes, yeah, I think that's the vibe. Is it supposed to look like? Uh, like oil, but it was expensive, and I figured that because this is the Duke episode, I would pull out the most expensive beer. Um, that seemed fitting. Pompous, uh, very posh. exactly. Drop, drop the bag. <laughs> uh, so they say on on the beer. Um, but let's give this a try. That wasn't a very good crack. It's pretty good. The thing's heavy. It's eight percent, and you can tell. Word. Um. Yeah, no, this is really good. It's it's eight percent, so it's really heavy. It's from Asheville too, so that North Carolina connection uh, to Duke. But you know, this is good. I I like stouts just in general. Um, so I figured I would like this, but it's definitely very heavy on the coffee and the vanilla side. It's pretty solid though. Um, not crushable. You can right? go and I'll. Yeah, probably not that crushable. Uh, unless you're trying to get just like. Completely obliterated, yeah. but yeah, I, uh, I, you, my liquor store, like restocked their, like their craft beer, uh, shelf and got like a, a whole batch of new ones. So I'm set for the next year, I think, uh, which I'm excited about, go. but they, I got this one. It was, uh, Edmonds Oast Brewing in Charleston, South Carolina. So I tried to find someone in North Carolina. I couldn't find one. Uh, but this one, it looks pretty cool. So it's sour fruit punch and like the logo, Kind of reminds me of like the Hawaiian Punch logo guy a little bit. Like it looks like they tried to do that. It's cool. 
Uh, it's six point five percent and zero IBU and Untapped has a has a three point seven one. So I'm gonna try it and we'll see how it goes. I never even said what it was. Sour fruit, fruit punch ale. It's an American sour ale with cherry, orange, and pineapple. Also, you not getting a beer in North Carolina makes sense because there are no Duke fans in North Carolina either. Very so. true. You be I live in Durham and like and you rarely see Duke fans around. It's pretty bad. I, yeah, I went to I went to Wake and yeah, there's no Duke fans. Like you don't see you see NC State fans, UNC fans, some Wake fans even in Winston. But th- yeah, n- there's no Duke fans. Mm-hmm. They're all in the so, Northeast. <laughs> yep. They they all uh, they're all in New York with the Yankee gears, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a um, <laughs> this this fruit, <laughs> sour fruit punch is pretty good. It doesn't taste like fruit punch, but I do taste the pineapple and uh, cherry and orange in it. So, I mean, it's a sour ale first. I I definitely enjoy it though. And it was a four pack. I plan on dr- on drinking all these. So, where'd you find that? Pine each. Uh oh yeah, I got a shout out to my liquor store, Lucan's Liquors. It's a chain down here. I don't know if they have them up there, but um. The the manager at the store near me is like, you got to give a shout out. You're here every week. Got to give a shout out on the pod. So <laughs> here's my shout out, manager. I don't know your name. And go to Lucan's. Um, comparing to this college basketball, I'm gonna I'm gonna compare it to college football, uh, and go with the uh, the Coastal Carolina. A because it's in South Carolina, but also um, it's a surprise, and I feel like that's what Coastal Carolina has been the last couple of years. So. Uh, I like watching them play, and I like this one. I didn't think I was going to love it, and definitely an underrated beer. So just like Coastal Carolina is pretty underrated football team. I'll go with that. So what are you comparing your beer to, Dell? I'll compare mine to to UVA basketball. I feel like I've done UVA in the past, even maybe last podcast, but regardless. Uh, because I would only really drink this like once and be done, I'm going to say in honor of their – their loss as the only one seed uh, being one and done in the tournament that that's what I would compare it to. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So let's move on. We're here to talk about Duke basketball. We're not going to waste any more grants time. Duke's off Duke's off season. Well, let's talk about their season last, last year. So they finished 32 and seven, 16 and four in the ACC. So that put them at, well, it should have been should have been thirty one and eight because Mark Williams tip in against Wake should have been goaltending. Neither here nor there. Regardless, <laughs> uh, they finished first in the ACC. Sorry, Dal, and they finished ninth in Dang the enough. AP top twenty five and eighth in Ken Palm. So, as a Duke fan, how did you feel about last season, Grant? Um, it was it was okay. Uh, I prefer not to relive it. I think I tweeted out two days ago. I uh, rewatched Cage last game. And I couldn't make it like 10, ten minutes. <laughs> like, why yeah. did you do that? I saw you tweet that, and I was like, "Why I is he doing?" This? I just want I like I wanted to relive how awkward and bad it was. And then I still couldn't make it through. It was so bad. <laughs> um, oh man! They started out okay. Uh, it's a lot of pressure on those guys because I mean, whether Kay will admit it or not, it he's the reason the pressure was there. For I mean it. He de- he deserved the appreciation. Probably could have went about it a better way, but I'm not sure. There's a, I mean, the transition helps for Shire, but that's a lot of pressure for teenagers to live up to. Like, I mean, they did as well as I thought they could. It sucks who they lost to, 
that's never going to, I'm never going to get over that, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> Who did they lose I'm not, to? Um, we're not talking about that. <laughs> we're not speaking. Um, just, just a lucky eight seed is all I know. Um, I, f- I feel like a lucky uh, eight seed is a lucky number for for years. I don't know. Kentucky was the eight seed when they made it to the championship game in what 2014 you know so like i feel like that's a common common theme right and it's not even like they were underseeded like they deserve the eight seed they just got like scorching hot yeah it sucked yeah but um we we, we, i will not i will not talk about that um i mean overall it was it was fun um it was always good to beat wake um it seems like every game in cameron against wake is close though at least re- recently, because what was it? They almost beat the Zion team. I don't think Zion played, but and then last year Mark Williams to tip in. Um, I mean, they lost the ACC championship game to Tech, uh, and then I mean they they didn't have a terrible path to the Final Four. I mean Arkansas in the Elite Eight isn't like a heavyweight mat, mat, uh, matchup. I would have preferred to play Gonzaga, but I mean, I'll take what I can get. And then yeah, don't take, don't tell Arkansas fans that, by the way, because they will come at you with, no, please with a fury like none other. No one cares about Arkansas. Um, oh, I agree. Just don't tell them that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Kentucky in football. No one cares about Kentucky football. Hey, come <laughs> I'm on. I'm being now. honest. I'm being straight honest. This is. Talking talking to Duke is one of the few teams that we can like actively talk shit to. <laughs> we, we can't we can't be self deprecating on this podcast. <laughs> football, if you want to, but we don't have much to talk about. Um, <laughs> I do love Mike Elko. He was at yeah. Lake they've already got like twenty three commitments since they hired him, which is insane. And uh, Elko's dope. Yeah, he's cool. Um, but yeah, it wasn't. I mean. Those guys, there's a lot of pressure on them, and it really sucks because they're going to be remembered for two games, and they made the Final Four. In case last year, they made a Final Four, and they will only be remembered for losing his last home game yeah. and the Final Four to the same team. So whenever you think of Paolo, you think of what happened. I mean, it's just – it sucks. It really sucks. Yeah. But we're moving on. No, man, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Paolo, thinking of all the rings he's going to win in Orlando. That's what I'm thinking of. I really hope so. <laughs> You're disgusting. Uh, so window Carter down down low for 15 years. Yeah, <laughs> at least the tag team duo. No, yeah, that they, they had. I mean, they had a lot leave. Obviously, they had uh, almost is a. Was it a, was it a uh, record for Duke on how many draft picks they had this year, or was it did it tie it? Uh, I think they said because the previous was four, and they got yeah five, but four first rounders, one second rounder. Yep. Um, yeah, five first so if, would, have, would have tied Kentucky, I think, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So if you weren't paying attention to the draft, which is fine, I totally get that because off season, whatever. Um, Obviously, Paolo went number one to Orlando. Williams went to Charlotte at 15. Griffin went 16 to Atlanta. Uh, Wendell Moore went to Minnesota at 23. And then Trevor Keels went in the second round, 42, to the Knicks, which was like one of the only players that the Knicks took, right? 
I feel like they only like they had like a trade. Yeah, because they like moved a bunch of they moved a bunch yeah. of pieces. They traded. It was, it was a little crazy. Yeah, but I mean, you're losing five. That was five players that had more than 10 points per game um and then which i didn't know this but paulo had more rebounds per game than mark williams which is crazy uh get that man let that man be a center i mean probably not that would be disgusting but he could be a college center <laughs> uh, but yeah no the uh i didn't i didn't realize that but this was a crazy draft class for for duke and then you also lost theo john and bates johns jones to at to graduation and then you only had one transfer which is not which is not super surprising i thought he was going to stay though did you think joey baker was going to stay uh, from your side of things uh he said he was going to stay duke the official account tweeted it out after the season that he'll use his covid year for duke and then aj green came on a visit and he announced his transfer the same day and then aj green didn't even go back to college and i don't know what happened something happened I don't know what maybe Proctor was being worked on behind the scenes and Joey just knew he wasn't going to play much. Cause, yeah. But it was weird because the official account said he was coming back. I don't know what happened. It was like a month later he announced he, he wasn't coming back. So That is really strange. Yeah. yeah. Especially because, I mean, like you said, the I mean, we'll, we'll go over incoming players in a second, but it's not like that you all brought in a ton of guards that would be challenging him for the two spot. Like, a lot of the people you brought in are threes, fours, and fives. Right, it's kind of, so. it sucks. I mean, he's he's six seven. He can't. He's too slow for guards, and he's too weak for bigs. And wings are just too athletic for him. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't going to play. <laughs> so that's not like a combination. <laughs> it's not. Sounds but, uh, like he just needs to go to a mid major, but he went to Michigan. So I said he should go to UNC Greensboro and get like fifteen shots a game. And then yeah. go to G League or something. I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. But with all, I mean, you had seven, eight players leave. Um, so you had two returning in Jeremy Roach and Jalen Blakes. I know Jeremy Roach's game. Do you know a lot about Jalen Blakes? I mean, he only averaged one point a game and not even one or one assist or one rebound per game. So is there a lot there or is he just going to be a bench player kind of in his career? Uh, he'll definitely be a bench player. He was a he was a top 100 recruit, but it was the COVID year where like coaches couldn't go see players and scouts couldn't go evaluate, so the rankings were all screwed up. But I mean, he's playing on the U.S. East Coast team. He's going over to Spain this month to play with them. I think they have like two ACC guys going over there, so maybe he'll get some run. He's a strong guard. He's he's short and stocky, but uh, his shot is his shot looked terrible last year. But the videos that they posted recently uh, appears to look a little bit more fluid. Um, he's quick. He is known for being a plus defender, I guess. He'll probably, at best, he'll turn into Goldwire. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he might yep. this year. He'll this year he'll he'll have, he'll have to play. He's the backup point guard. But um, I, I don't. I wouldn't expect much until he's a senior, to be honest. That's fair. So I know you're probably chomping a bit to talk about the new guys coming in. Why don't you go ahead and tell us, I mean, give us a run out of this class and then talk about these transfers because I would be very excited if I had this many freshmen to talk about and that many f- transfers to talk about too. I mean, yeah, there's 11 new players in one offseason. So imagine being the new head coach that follows Kay 
and you like lose a whole team. You have to bring in eleven new players. <laughs> but I mean, it is what it is as a Duke fan. So, but I think was Lively ranked number one? Derek Lively, big yeah. dude, very mobile, has shown that he can kind of shoot from three. Um, played AAU with uh, Duran, and uh, they dominated. But I think the video that they posted shows that, I mean, he's very athletic. He should be able to just rim run, pick and rolls with Roach, catch lobs, defend the paint. They'll probably um, throw him at the four because I don't think Filipowski's laterally quick enough to defend the fours. Um, and then Whitehead's probably going to be the guy. Him and Roach, the two main ball handlers, uh, offensive creation. And the guy that I'm the most excited about, Mark Mitchell, the hybrid forward, I guess you can call him. Um, I mean, he's been killing it in every scrimmage that they post. But, I mean, it's just highlights. So, but, I mean, he's like 6'9", lefty. He's athletic and slash pass, little mid-range. I mean, I think... He'll probably start from day one, especially since uh, Filipowski hasn't looked amazing. And I don't think him and Lively are particularly great together on the court. Um, Do you have a good comp for, for Mark Mitchell? Duke fans love the Winslow comp because he's left-handed and small forward. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Kind of – he's like if R.J. Barrett was 6'9", but, like, not as good. That makes sense. Yeah. He slashes okay. like RJ. Yeah. But RJ was just better. It is. And then uh, Jaden shoot the shoot the I guess you can call him a combo guard because the video that they posted, he was handling the ball a lot. And um I mean he's just a shooter, like a knockdown shooter, which makes sense because his last name is Shoot. And then Tyrese Tyrese Proctor <laughs> was supposed to be in the twenty twenty three class and then reclassed after Keel's decided to go to stay pro at like, I think it was like 10 p.m., two hours before the deadline. And then I guess they had Proctor waiting in the <laughs> yeah. wing. So, I mean, he, I think he'll end up starting upside Roach. Very, very talented. Just played on the Australian national team in the Asia Cup. They won gold. I think he was the youngest player in the whole tournament. Um, I think he'll be really good. Christian Reeves, uh, I don't know what he was ranked. I think he might have been a three-star. Um, but he'll he'll play he played at Oak at Oak Hill with Caleb Foster and uh, Chris Livingston, and um, he looked okay. He's very athletic, very raw. Um, he's gonna rid as far as I know. He's redshirting. They haven't said he's not yet, so I guess they can always change their mind whenever they want. But and, yeah, the last uh, the last ranking I saw for him, he was listed as a four star. Is what I saw today. He might he might a little prep work. I think he finished yeah. the season strong. And then I guess I didn't talk about Filipowski, but uh, I think he was up to like number one on one three or number two, something like that. I don't know. He's, yeah, he's super high on yeah. on three. On uh, three exactly wouldn't where, be but... my most trusted source there, mm-hmm. but if it was my player ranked number one, I would totally gloat on that one too. So <laughs> no, I think he's yes. more like 10, 12 range. I think he'll be a two year guy. I don't know if he'll put it all together in the first year. Kind of like Matthew Hurt was, except um, more NBA potential. Because yeah. Filipowski's way more athletic. Uh, can handle. Well, and you have NIL, so he doesn't have to go this year. You right. know, whereas 
Whereas you, you didn't have that option really before you wanted to get to the league as soon as possible. So, right. And I mean, it, make, it makes sense. Yeah. And they were talking about Mark Mitchell potentially being a two-year guy at the start of the, like, at the, start of the summer. But it looks like Filipowski might, might be the two-year guy. Because I don't – I don't know if he's ever gonna. He'll 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 play the four, but I don't think him and Lively will do well together, at least right off the bat. Unless he's just like choking from three, which he's capable, I guess. But we have to see it. And then he looked good in the Jordan Brand Classic game. I remember watching that, and he was looking smooth with Case and Wallace, uh, them two on the same squad. I think it looked yeah. good. In the, I liked his uh, game. In the Nike Hoop Summit, he didn't look amazing. Ah, uh, yeah. Defensively, at least. Um, yeah, but that's it for Fred. He looked really good. He looked really good. Euro stepping all of the uh, the walk ons in those highlight clips that they've guy. been posting. <laughs> he's like five foot six. And he hoops, man. Yeah, he's he's tiny. so small. And so Mark Mitchell, that name is just. It's just like the classic Duke player name, I feel like. It's one of those classic Duke player names that's like, this guy is going to bother me for no reason other than he's good at basketball. Like, that's that's what's going to be annoying about him. I can already tell. It Like, definitely already tell that it's going to bother me. But uh, I, I'm excited for him, to watch him play, too. No, I'm not going to lie. Who is that guy that bothered you last year? Keels? No, I think – well, <laughs> Keels in that Kentucky game, yeah, but – um, it's probably Mark Williams. So it's maybe it's just the Mark thing. I don't know. So. <laughs> but uh, no, and also Theo John in that Kentucky game went like, like nuclear, which bothered me because he didn't do anything like that ever. Like after that, uh, which I'm sure would bother you as a Duke fan too. But like he just where did you were like where did Theo John come from? Like what what his, are you doing here? His role was just to come in and bully as much as he could. Yeah. His he he was. Lance Ware yeah. desire like his his ultimate goal is just yeah. to be yeah. Theo John. I, I mean, he's, he's better than Theo John. But, yeah, but uh, I mean, the, um, that's it for freshmen, really. I don't obviously Lively, Whitehead, Filipowski, Mitchell, Shoot will play, Proctor will play. They'll all play except for Reeves, in my opinion. I mean, you have to. Whenever you have tougher, on the team. I mean, shoots probably the first start off the bench, unless unless they bring Proctor off the bench. I don't think they will. Yeah. So, well, yeah. So we talked about the freshmen or the recruiting, the, this class coming in. You had a you had a handful of transfers. Why don't you tell us about those? Um, one, I th- I'm pretty sure Matt Sack of Courtside Connect uh, thinks hung the moon. Like he just he just so he was so sad about missing on Grandison, dude. <laughs> He loves it's, it's yeah, the Illinois he thing. So he, much. It's just because he's from Illinois, I guess. I don't. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> I mean, Grandison's obviously the most talented transfer they got. Um, yeah. Right now, he's dealing with an injury. I think Shire said on a radio show, so he's still recovering. But he was seen in videos moving fine, so I think he'll be okay. Um, but he's like, I think he's he'll probably end up playing the three slash. He'll probably play some four too because I don't. It's. It's still to be seen what Shire's going to do with rotations, but he said he wants to run and go and just run and shoot. So Grandison will probably end up playing the three or four a lot. And catchings from Harvard, uh, Kale, Kale, Kale is a great name, but I don't think he'll play. Brian Young, the backup from Northwestern, 
He, I mean, he's he's been open in the scrimmages. He's like got that old white man post game. He's got that down pat. No athleticism, but he can he'll he'll school you in the post. Max Johns, <laughs> I think he's, I think Max Johns is a walk preferred walk on. So I don't think he's going to play unless like they're up by like forty. But I mean, Granson's going to get the most minutes from that. Ryan Young will be the backup five. Maybe Filipowski be the backup five, and Ryan Young's like the. Emergency backup five. Um, yeah. The Filipowski and Derek Lively got foul trouble and you need somebody to throw in there. You'd find, right. yeah. I mean, it only makes sense for Duke to get transfers from Harvard, Northwestern, and Princeton. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that it, checks out. Uh, that's, I mean, Shire's shown some willingness to go into the portal already, which is good for guys like Grandison and Young. But I do think he'll end up doing that whole – get the old guy in here who's smart for yeah. practice every year, which I think is a smart thing for coaches to do. So, yeah, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. yeah. So not only did you have 11 new players, you had some movement on the coaching staff. Tell us about that. I mean, obviously Shire coming in, but he was already there, but you know what I mean? We don't have to need to talk about Shire too much. We have some questions about that later, but you had some assistant coaching uh, changes. So w- w- tell us about that. Um, well, Nolan Smith left for Louisville, which was been which was rumored before even the Final Four, which means oh wow, which means he was talking about it before the Final Four, which is kind of sucks. But I love Nolan, so I can't hate him for anything. Um, <laughs> he went to Louisville. There was an open spot for like a month. They brought in uh, Mike Schrag, I think is his name, or Schrag. I'm I'm probably mispronouncing it. But he was with Duke before as uh, director of player personnel, I think, or something like that. He was with Duke in like the mid two thousands. He came. He was a head coach at Elon, and he came back to be, I think, the same role he had before. I don't think he'll be on the bench. I think he's the player personnel guy, which I don't know what that means. But and then they brought in your guy Jay Lucas from Kentucky. Not our guy. He's not our guy. Which which caused the. Uh, interesting day for Twitter for like two hours. Yeah. Which I don't even think losing Jay Lucas for you guys is remotely as good as it is for us getting him. Like, yeah. He wants to, he wanted to expand yeah. his role. He'll, he's like the second hand man to Shire now behind Chris Carwell, which is more of a role than he, he, than he would have in Calipari. Which, so. He, he was going to be the, like, yeah. the fourth guy on on that staff because of and the only guy he brought in was what, Wallace and Collins and uh well and Wallace was like a group effort though like he he would go back and you know double down or whatever with Wallace but Wallace was a group recruit uh like a like a like gang recruit there um Damian Collins was the one that he brought in and then at Texas when he was at Texas it was Greg Brown and so that's my point like Kentucky fans thought it was just the worst thing ever to lose Lucas, which it really isn't because you look at the guys that he solely recruited and they're still projects. It's not like they were like Anthony Davis's of the world, you know? I think it's because like UK fans, social media accounts were like hype up new hires. So when Lucas yeah. got hired at, 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 at Kentucky, he was the new young guy who's the recruiting guru who's going to bring in all the five stars and then they lose him. And like the uneducated fans just think the worst. So yeah. Yeah. And if Jay Lucas would have gone to like Cal State Fullerton, 
we would not have like no, Kentucky fans would not have cared. It's that he left right. Kentucky to go to Duke. But I will say your guys' social media game has was definitely I don't know about now because they've hired new people at Kentucky, but the way that you guys introduced your your new players, the new coaches was like light years ahead of Kentucky in that regards and probably light years ahead of anybody else in college basketball. It was very well done. I mean, so I, I see why there's an appeal to go there. So, I mean, like it makes sense because you get good branding. And so, but yeah, Kentucky fans were just ridiculous. Is this, is this where I should cry that Tipton, Tipton edits is a uh, bias and hey, Joe, Duke Joe, is, and Joe is my guy. Don't mess Okay, but his edits are – he's a little washed when it comes to editing. I, I just like, like – I don't even think he does it anymore. Yeah, I don't think Ex- he does it either. Yeah. Because it, it used to be way better. I just love that – I just love that – I just love that everyone thinks that he's like some massive Duke guy that is like incredibly anti-Kentucky. I mean, and I'm like, I, I, he does, no, it's probably not that serious. Anywhere like that. Yeah. Go but, ahead. I mean, Kentucky's social media is – from what I've seen, this summer it looks amazing. So, yeah, it's picked up. They hired some. They hired a new guy yeah, that has hired a new like, guy really and it's job. definitely been better. I mean, the fact that they're posting stuff is just better because they weren't even posting stuff for a long time. And they did like last year. Last year's teams did a workout in uh, Kroger Field, and they didn't even post videos. It was just like three pictures. We're like, guys, come on. What so do we you want to see more of this? What do you guys think of like the? 10 minute scrimmage stuff. Would, would, would you want them to post that for Kentucky? I would like it personally, but uh, I mean, might be, I don't know. That's something that Duke did last year, right? Yeah. I think they did it. They started doing it during the COVID season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as early as you could see your team. Yeah. I'd love to do it. Uh, this year we have the Bahamas trip. So like, it's not a huge deal. You get to see four exhibition games. So you get to see them early, but uh, and it made sense of the COVID year too for them to do that. Uh, I think it's cool. I remember Duke last year. They would they go play Villanova, uh, like in a secret scrimmage, and kind of posted some highlights from that or something like that. Yeah, they uh, post- that that was cool. Yeah, I think they're doing that again, but they haven't said who it's going to be against yet. So yeah, uh, like I mean, talking about social media and stuff like Kentucky did, and it'll always stand out to me. I think I have it like I downloaded it or something, but they. Um, it was when they played West Virginia in like 2018. Um, at what was that? The Kevin Knox year. Yeah, yeah, the Kevin, the Kevin Knox, Knox game, game, and they did that like road that journey to or whatever. That video had me ready to run through a wall, man. Like I was so ready. It was so awesome. So they just <laughs> need to return to doing that. If they do that every game. You sign me the f up, man. So. Well, the video that they posted before the Kansas game was pretty cool too. The one, like, yeah, that one was cool. Yeah. Yeah, and then it it just the cherry on top was beating Kansas by like thirty in at Kansas, but uh, yeah, sucks that we didn't win when we needed to. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not looking forward to that episode next week. By the way, like uh, I do not want to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's next week. Oh, that's um, next week. All right, so we talked about the coaches' changes. You also had a GM come through previously at Nike. What, what's this? What's the story there? Like. That seemed pretty significant, but also seemed like it wasn't talked about that much. Yeah, it kind of it caught news for like a day. Uh, it's Rachel Baker. She was, uh, I think she was accused of, she was in that airport saying something about paying players and like some type of news story about it. But like 
no one talked about it. So I'm not really sure. But she was out recruiting at Peach Jam, which is like unheard of because she's not a coach. And like, it's, I think it's the first GM in college basketball. I don't know that for sure. But it's, I mean, it's interesting. She was with Nike before. She knows a lot of people. Um, all the players uh, seem to like her. So, mm hmm. That's what uh, is that allowed? I think Steve Wiseman said that on Twitter. He had an article about it. I didn't read it, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's allowed or not. But Jefferson had gotten in trouble, so I think that might be why he wasn't there. Hmm. Oh, okay. No, that's the fourth <laughs> sentence in the article that I just clicked on. That Wiseman article is that because he wasn't there, they were able to like sub her in. Gotcha. So. Um, let's do this. Uh, give me your rotation for this year. Like, give me your starting five for this year, and see, and kind of see what your bench looks like, and get a feel for this team. So we give people what to expect here. What I would pick, or what you think? What I think Shire would do. Yes. Okay. Both. <laughs> we start with what I what I would do is Roach at the one, obviously. Uh, Proctor at the two, Whitehead, Mark Mitchell, and Lively. Four freshmen is not great, but you're going to be young regardless, so just learn yeah. to. Um, and then first off the bench would probably be Grandison, I guess, and then they'll end up with Filipowski and shoot. And I guess Ryan Young is like the ninth guy. Um, yeah, it's it's thin. It's, it's Everybody's new except for Blakes and Roach. I mean, Blakes will – Blakes will play too, but like it's ten guys and there's eight people who have never played for Duke before, and five of them are freshmen. So, yeah. Well, I think Shire went. I think Shire will go Roach. What do you uh, think? Whitehead, Grandison, Mitchell, and uh, Light Lively. I think he'll start Grandison because he's older. I but, mean, that's not a bad decision, especially with Roach. Like having some player, like some experience there, is not a bad decision at all. Right and. I'm not opposed to Whitehead at the two, but I do think he will be a lot better at the three, um, yeah. at least in college. I don't know about the pros. Um, but and that, it's, I always prefer to have two ball handlers, and there's really only one in that lineup. Like, Whitehead's okay, but do you trust them in a full-court press in a road environment? Probably not. Yeah. Uh, Proctor, you at least know he can handle against grown men and a FIBA cup. Um, so I'd go Proctor. Yeah. I mean and it's I mean that's a that's a tall lineup with with Whitehead at the two and that's especially nice where Grandison comes in because you know he can shoot. So normally with Whitehead at the two you'd be like, all right, is the spacing gonna be there? But with Grandison his shooting ability at the three, you that's that's far less of a especially if lively can Kind of stretch yeah, out a little like, bit and shoot some threes. Like that's yeah. All you have to do is take Grandison in the corner where he shoots like sixty four percent from three. Yeah, and then you can run high pick and rolls with <laughs> yeah. Lively and like Mark Mark Mitchell can be in the dunker spot and Whitehead can just. I, I'm sure he'll figure it out. I think it'll work no matter what. But I prefer Proctor at the two, and then Grandison is six man probably. So nice. Sal, you want to ask your question? 
I like that. Um, we kind of already we kind of touched on the first one, which is just like, what's your expectation for how Shire will play? Um, just seems like it'll be a lot of kind of perimeter oriented, which like isn't all that surprising. That's kind of Duke's mo uh, for like has been Duke's mo even before. Uh, it's kind of that perimeter style, like not exactly five out, um, or four out, but uh, so yeah, we we kind of already touched on that. So um, I don't. Know, do you have any other things on this current team before we get into a couple things no, on guys past Connor? A decent expectation of this team, so appreciate you doing that for us, Grant. Actually, yeah, well, before before we, I guess, go into that stuff, just like, where do you expect Duke to finish in the ACC? Kind of, where do you expect them to be ranked at the beginning of the season? And what's your kind of floor and ceiling for them? ACC-wise, UNC is better. Um, I can't think. Virginia will be good again, probably. It's like the eighth year of Key Clark. Um, <laughs> I think they'll finish between three and five. Ellis grind. Um, and then start of the year, they'll probably be ranked. I think as last I saw was like eight, but like I don't. I think in, anywhere between eight and fifteen is fine for me. I don't think they should be higher than eight. They they, they have a lot to prove. New, I mean, everything's new. So, yeah, and I think Virginia Tech is good too. That makes sense. Who is your favorite all-time role player? Go for it. Favorite all-time role player? Does Quinn Cook count as a role player? Yeah. It's like his, his first three years were a struggle. I'll, I'll and then lie. he finally came out in this senior year. And yep. like, even on that 15 team, he wasn't the best player. He wasn't – I mean, he, he, uh, he wasn't the best guard. But, like, he was the steadiest player. So, and he's always been one of my favorites no matter what. I think they should retire his number along with Nolan's. We'll have him split it, but they probably never will. But it's definitely Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook is one of those guys in NBA 2K that you could get an expansion draft or you can always sign in free agency when you're doing, like, a My GM thing. And he will always be a bucket off the bench. Like, always. I love it. Love Quinn Cook. I love Quinn Cook. So of the of the guys that just got drafted, um, do you have a favorite fit on where they went uh, NBA wise? I I have my favorite fit. Can I tell you, Connor, as we already know, so I'm not even. Can asking. I tell you my least favorite you fit get first? A, you don't get an answer. It it's, better not be Paulo. No, it's Kills in New York. Yes, because I mean, Cam Reddish just went went there and didn't play. Yeah, that's bad. Kills is not going to play. I mean, he'll probably be in the G League regardless. But yeah, it's in my favorite fit. It's probably Paolo, but I really love yes, Mark sir. Williams with Lamelo. That's an amazing fit for Mark. I don't think Mark could have gone to a better spot because, I mean, I think he's like their only. I guess Nick Richards is there, but nah, I don't know about Nick Richards. Um, but you watch your tongue, sir. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I do. <laughs> it's like him and whichever. Whatever your like Zeller flavor of the month is, because I feel like Cody and Tyler like switch off but and are I, there all the time too. Paolo in Orlando is, is no, so I mean it it's perfect. So yeah, yeah, I, I'm really allowed is. to contribute to this. Up, it was a dream not, come true. Fourteen percent chance of getting the number one pick. <laughs> and, it, baby. and 
Also, like, did you did you think he was gonna go? I just this is just a question. Just I gotta ask. Did you think he was gonna go one? No, because like everything I saw was Jabari's number one. They love Jabari, which I thought they might go with Chet because of uh, Suggs and Chet's background. But yeah, I I thought it was gonna be Chet. Um, I kind of thought the same I didn't. Thing. I didn't buy any of the Jabari hype, even though like I had to talk myself into it that day because freaking what's his name Woj was like, oh yeah, they're taking Jabari. It's a done deal. Like no, that day you did it, it every day for like day. the, it was the that fourteen day days leading up to the draft. Like Connor. the day of the draft, it was like, oh yeah, it's a done deal. And I was like, oh, I gotta uh-huh. convince myself to that we're taking Rashad Lewis two point at with the number one pick, which not a bad player but i don't want him as the number one pick you know but paulo but yeah yeah you guys know how i feel about paulo but i do i do think jabari would have fit better in orlando than houston uh, probably yeah, like jabari could have played off of franz and then Suggs and cole anthony like he wouldn't have been the main guy he wouldn't be asked to do everything but i mean paulo can do like twice as much as jabari can so yeah but don't tell auburn fans that <laughs> yeah no one cares about auburn either <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Again, Arkansas and Auburn. Yeah, we no one cares. Uh, I also really like Wendell Moore in Minnesota. Honestly, AJ Griffin in Atlanta is great too. Um, but Wendell Moore was the other yeah. one that I because they did, really really like. I mean, right, they just traded half their really team for, for Rudy, Minnesota. so he's like he's gonna get playing time. Mm-hmm. And they're they should be good enough to where he, they're a playoff team, so that'll be fun. They better hope they are. They're giving away some yeah. pretty nice picks yeah, to, to Utah. So, all right. Um, who is your favorite non-Duke ACC player? Currently or ever? That's uh, that's up to Dow. Ever? I don't know you if you guys both. know him. Sean Singletary from Virginia. Little point guard. No. I was at. I was when, at the uh, triple overtime or double overtime game where Duke went there in 20, 2008, I think, and he had a floater to win. Um, and ever since then, I like I liked him a lot. He's probably my favorite. Was he there like was he like uh, late late? It was it was like I think that game was like two thousand eight. So I think it was it was before Duke won in twenty ten. So. Paul's. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. He was there. So 04, probably Sean Singletary. Um, even Devin Thomas was okay, even though I kind of hated him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my the best thing about Devin Thomas. So he was my class. He came in like in the freshman class that I went to. to like my favorite thing was he would dunk, and then he would flex on the student <laughs> section. And I'm like, bro, we're cheering for you. Like, what? Why are you mean mugging and flexing on us? Like, flex on someone else. How about it was always so current fun. current non Duke ACC players? I don't know if you even have one. I, I, <laughs> um, let's see. I like Isaiah Wong. I I, I like his game. Yeah, uh, that's a good. Yeah, Miami guards are fun. And they Plus Miami guards was fun. UNC's guards last year. It wasn't even close. That was fun. That was a fun game. Dow was rejoicing in that game. I remember you were going nuts when that game was on. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Pro uh favorite. I don't know. I don't really like anybody. Yeah, it makes sense. Like yeah. I get that. I get that. I, I probably can't pick a favorite SEC player. What about like yeah. 
most respected. You could do you could do it that uh, way. Where it's like, Armando, you respect Bacon. their game. He, he's yuck. No, fine. Choice. I'll choose. Uh, I rescind the question. Does Caleb Briggs Ball. from TikTok <laughs> count? Because Briggs <laughs> is the best guy at UNC ever. <laughs> For all, if, it's, if I can't pick him, I'll pick Caleb Love because I mean, every time he plays Duke, with the exception of one, it feels like. He breaks our heart every time. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. 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 So we're going to continue the streak of you just picking people off the teams. I, I kind of do like favorite UK player. Oh, I, have, I have some Kentucky We could tell. Friends. We know. We I have some Kentucky tell. friends before I started Twitter. So if, like, I've, I've, follow, I've followed them for a long time. Um, favorite Kentucky player all time? Probably Ulysses. Who is better than John Wall? Um, Ooh, and, I see. And, and then currently, I don't. I mean, Oscar's the easy choice. Um, let's see. I would probably go Livingston. I like him a lot. I think if they play him at the four, your ceiling goes up a lot. Um, yeah. But I don't know if they'll do that. But I really like him. I watched him in high school a lot because of Foster, and uh, yeah. he was the, he was the best player on the court most of the time. So, yep, and they played good competition. So, what I respect uh, about Livingston is that he was told what he needed to work on by the staff, and then he committed to doing it and did it well. As far as like adding shooting, now he's talk like he's talking like he's going to play the two like he does not need to play the two he's going to be a four he's going to be he's going to take Jacob's spot top and spot at the four and they'll be fine but yeah um yeah Livingston's fun yeah I, I like Toppin a lot too but I don't think you I don't think I don't think you can start I don't think you can play him more than you play Chris no in my opinion I mean he's Topping's a good energy guy but like you can't I think I was listening to the space that they did the other night. They said their offense was like terrible with him on the court, which it makes is, sense. Yeah. So yeah, like I think his uh, per forty numbers. I don't know. I don't think. Or it's not terrible, but it's worse than when he's off the court. If that makes sense. I'm I'm skeptical on just how much of that is his fault. Uh, I'd like to see the like. Yeah, the lineups that are playing. That's the, that's the thing the about the stats versus, that don't tell the whole picture. It's like, yeah, like his per forty was worse than um, Keon Brooks, but look at the lineups Keon Brooks played with more so than look at what like Keon, you know, when Jacob Toppin played with like you know, like Keon was Keon was playing with Severe Wheeler and Ty uh, Ty, where Toppin was probably playing more with like Davion Mintz running the point. You know what I mean? Like your your per forty per forty is going to be worse when you're having to do more. You know? Yeah. Right, and as amazing as Shibuya is, you can't have him, Keon, and Toppin on the floor at the same time. No, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so. All right, well, right. let's move on to the all-time Duke starting five plus a sixth man. We decided that in this segment, we normally, like Dal and I just normally just decide together, but there's three of us, and there's a Duke actual Duke fan here that would have more insight on who is all-time, you know, better than what our opinions would be of this team. So we're going to do a snake draft with Grant getting the number one pick. He could pick whatever player and whatever position he wants to go first. And then Dow will go and then I will go and then I'll go and then Dow will go and then Grant will go. 
Um, but I will automatically take the six man. We should we should just flip it straight. We should okay, no, we should fine. just flip yeah, it and no, no have snake Grant go first. Yeah. Draft. Let's do it. So with the number one pick, who are you picking for the all time Duke starting five? Uh, Christian Le- Christian Leitner at the five. Ah, uh, screw you. I mean, I have to. His thirty for thirty is really fun, though. Like, I love watching that thirty for thirty. It's great. My, yeah. I've I have some friends that are from Jacksonville, and which is like where he either is from or lives now. And like, um, my friend, her like little sister had gone to a bunch of his like volleyball camps and stuff, and said that he's like the coolest guy. He was the worst one on that so, ninety-two dream like team. That. I will say that. That's just they they, they uh, should have had Shaq out there, not Christian. Yeah. <laughs> all right all right Connor. who all you right. got for second pick second pick i thought you had second pick all right but i'll take it oh I, um I do it. yeah you do it you go ahead okay um i will i'll go the pod god himself i'll go jj reddick at the two i like that i like that a lot you know why i like it because he played for the Magic, Connor. We know. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, there's one. Yes, sir. All right. With the, I'll go with the third pick at small forward. I'm gonna go with Grant Hill because he also played for the Magic. But I, I just love Grant Hill. I think, I think he was gonna be, I think he was gonna be that guy if it, injuries never, you know, plagued his career. Agree. That so in in San Diego they have a bunch of like hills, like neighborhoods that are named Hill, and one of them is called Grant Hill. And I'm like, I want to move to to that neighborhood just so I can like <laughs> say that I live in Grant Hill. God, this makes me laugh. That, All right, Grant. That's who my dad. My dad named me after Grant. Hill. Oh, really? Yes. Ah, makes yeah. sense. Um, makes sense. Yeah, let's see. Point guard or uh, I'm not doing Bobby Hurley because we can't have all old guys. <laughs> so I guess you can just give me sign at the four. That's he's the most he's the most talented player to ever, ever play there. I don't care what anybody says. Even though he's a one and done, doesn't matter to me. Kentucky's most most like talented and best player was a one and done as well. So yeah. Stop with the one and done hate. All right, Dal, you're up. All right, so I really want to pick this person, but I like they really probably honestly belong as a six man. So I might just save them and talk about like him after. God, I'm scrolling through this. There are so many Duke players that like are in the league and used to be in the league. <laughs> That's honestly insane. Um, Austin Rivers has one of the top three mixtapes of all time from high school, but I'm not going to pick him. Uh, all right, I'm just going to do it because I love him. I'm, let's go Shane Battier at the four. Let's, at the six man? Or we can put him at the six man if you want. I thought you just wanted the six man. He probably belongs as a six man. Yeah, no, he's he's the six man. Oh, and Zion's, Zion's the, four. the four. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll get. I'll get. I'll make you pick the point guard then. That's an easy pick. I'm going Jay Williams. 
probably probably one of the best point guards that I've seen play. I don't know. I love Jay Williams. I love him as an analyst. I love him as a player. Yeah, got to go with that. So I feel like it's fair. There's not a lot of new guys, but I do appreciate this. Like if we're gonna pick a new guy, Zion's the guy to pick. You know, Um, snub my boy Paolo, but it it is what it is. It makes sense because he also is the one that was on the team that lost the last home game and Coach K's last game. <laughs> can 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 we put uh fair enough. Let's say like, can we can we put Billis as our 13th man just to just to appease him as well. <laughs> oh god, Jay Billis. He's gotten better. I feel like he's gotten better at being biased or unbiased. I mean, I I I don't hate I don't hate listening to him call games as much as I used to, so it's better. I He's the reason I watch most of my games on mute now, out of <laughs> habit. Like I started muting him years ago, and now I just watch every game on mute. That's so. that's probably a good idea. There was there was one game I forget which one was it Kentucky and Tennessee. I don't remember which game it was, but he's like, "This has been a really clean game, like hardly any foul calls." And as soon as he said that, it was like, "I promise you, it was like the fortieth foul of the game. Like it was whistle after whistle after whistle that whole time." And it was just, it was nasty. Yeah, oh. he he does not pay a whole lot of attention to the games, that's for sure. But I do love the what's it? He does. He's the one that does the ninety feet or ninety three feet segments. Yeah. Like I love those. So those are fun. All right. So Grant, is there anything you want to leave us with as we depart tonight? Uh, maybe I have a question for you. Um, what? Uh, let's see. What do you? How how do you see Duke season playing out? After we just talked about them, you want to take that one first, Al? Yeah. So I, I mean, this is kind of a shot, but kind of not. Like, what's the non-conference look like for them? Because I feel like K historically is very anti-playing anyone difficult. As soon as K retired, Shire scheduled a home and home with Arizona. That's kind of sick. So, uh, yeah, this year they play Kansas. Uh, they get Ohio State at home, which is like really boring. Um, I think yeah, they, go on, they play. Yeah, they play Iowa in Madison Square Garden in December, and they play the PK eighty, which is like has Gonzaga in it. Um, that field is actually good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they'll probably get at least one big matchup from that. So probably four big matchups, I guess, for the most part. I, but, I mean, I feel like this is kind of the cliche for all teams that are bringing in a bunch of new players, especially a bunch of new freshmen. I could see it going like being kind of rocky the first 10 games or so while they try and figure out the rotations, figure out how to play with each other. Um, but I mean, the, the ACC one will be better, but two just has to be better than it was last year. Cause last year it was a couple teams at the top and it probably wasn't as bad as people act like it was because the bottom like a couple yeah. teams really pulled down the overall like value of the conference, but uh, I mean the ACC wasn't good last year, and so it'll be better. But I still, I mean, I expect Duke, like you said, kind of that third, fourth, fifth range, fifth probably being like the absolute floor that they get because I can't see them not figuring it out with just the amount of talent that they have and. As much as I would love to be like, oh, Shire can't coach. We don't know what he's done. Like, we've actually seen Shire coach a bunch of games because K.A. has missed time over the last two years for stuff. So 
I bet it's a little bit rocky. They probably lose a game or two. They probably shouldn't early on in the season just because they're figuring stuff out. But by ACC play, they're kind of humming on all cylinders. I can't wait. The overreactions that they lose to Kansas, like the first week of the season, about Shires. Nah, we'll we'll be pushing those. We'll be pushing those narratives, just so you know, just for (laughs) just for the fun. No, I'm I'm in the same boat. I think like three to five is probably probably where where I see them kind of finishing out, just because you have like a lot of freshmen, like we said, a lot of new players, just in general. And I think this is one of those seasons where Shire figures out what his identity as a head coach is. Um, like Dal said, we've seen him coach before, but he was running K's system. He was running with he was with K's players. Like I don't know what's what's to expect from a first year head coach, but I mean he's had a heck of a like he's been a he's had a heck of a mentor as like you know like as for a head coach. So um, it's not like it should be a total drop off. But I do think there will be some some games where you're like, what what is Shire doing? It's him figuring out his identity as a coach and what and what he wants to like the values he want he wants to instill, and uh, and I and I like the energy that's just around around the program right now. So um, it's gonna feel, it's gonna just like have a refresh feel to it. So like a lot of people hate Duke. They really don't actually hate Duke. They just didn't like Coach K, and they only they didn't like Coach K because he just was the greatest coach of all time in college basketball. So, you know, like, but if we're being honest, the last five years he wasn't the greatest coach in college basketball. We could we could go ahead and say that now. And so he wasn't even, he wasn't even top ten. So yeah, so like, it's okay to to say that. Um, and so like for Shire, it shouldn't be like you shouldn't. It's like his shoes are big to fill. But it's not like in the past five years, it's like he was winning every single year, you know, championship. So, you know, like it, it's okay for him to have like a, a down first year if it means that he's going to be a better coach in the long term. So I, th- I think three to five is fine, though. And I think that if you expect anything better than that, that's kind of unrealistic for a first year head coach. I, I kind of see this team like the 2017 team with Jason Tatum. Um, yeah. They went 28-9 that year, lost to Virginia Tech and NC State, which they probably shouldn't have uh, to start ACC play. Um, and then they were that team that lost to the Cinderius Thornwell South Carolina team. But that team had was a couple upperclassmen with Grayson Allen and Emil Jefferson. But the bulk of that team was was freshmen centered around Jason Tatum. Um, I kind of expect a similar team to that. And I think Giles, Bolden, and Tatum missed like the first month of the season. Yep. And then Grace, Grayson yeah. couldn't stop kicking people. So that was <laughs> what. Um, that, I do have a question though. Like Derek Whitehead, is that dude just have no free time, or in his free time, does he just like love look looking his name up? Because like he's popped up and ran like he's popped up in Twitter threads that I've been a part of, just to say like just to defend himself or like say like bookmarked or something like that like what do you think of that because i feel like he's talking a huge game and to be honest it's making me want to see him just kind of suck not gonna lie he's very online which i mean kids these days are i guess but i I don't think it'll continue once season starts hopefully not i hope at that point you just literally don't have time to be online that much Like, we had Lance Ware in a group chat, and he was responding every once in a while. That was pretty dope. Not gonna lie, <laughs> but Lance, Lance Ware, Ware is not on Derek Whitehead's level. Derek Whitehead's level. <laughs> All 
All right, let's 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 close this thing out. Um, Grant, is there anything else you wanna you wanna share with us? You wanna tell our listeners where to follow you or anything like that? Uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter, I guess at Update Duke. Um, if you're a Kentucky fan, I promise you won't hate me. <laughs> you should do that. Yeah, it's good content, especially but I will- especially when they're winning, and also it's funny when they're losing because you just you put all the emotions out there. <laughs> Oh yeah, there's no hold back on Twitter at all. <laughs> it's probably my my biggest flaw is I'm uh, I don't <laughs> I don't think before I tweet. So whenever I tweet, it's just like first reaction, which is kind of bad. But I will if you do follow me, I will troll Kentucky every now and again. Um, it's fun to As troll expected. you guys. Yeah, because I expect the same to me, so yeah. it's it is what it is. But uh. That's I really only have Twitter. I don't everything else is personal accounts. So yeah, if you want, if you want to follow me on Twitter, that'd be cool. You don't have definitely. to. Definitely, definitely. Dal, you have anything you want to close out with? Um, I I think I've decided more and more that I think this team goes as far as Jeremy Roach. Uh, like how ever good he is, like whatever floor he kind of sets for this team is where they end up. Um, and I look forward to this team because honestly, as much as I hate to say this as both a UK and a Wake Forest fan, uh, a lot of these guys are guys that I really like their games. Uh, super excited to see Whitehead and Lively play. Um, shoot looks cool and also has a cool name for being a shooting guard. Uh, so no, definitely follow, don't follow update Duke, uh, on Twitter. It's pretty much the only Duke account I can stomach, uh, which is saying a lot. Um, there's some good yeah. ones out. There are some good. I follow some other ones. There's some good ones that aren't just absolute trolls. But yeah, after that Kentucky game at the beginning of the season last year, I had to had to be quiet for a little bit. Got a little humbled. Yeah, funny story, real quick. I close it out. Funny story. I reached out to Grant last year on the first episode. It was like two hours, and he listened to the whole thing, and we gave our preview for the Kentucky-Duke game, and all four of us had picked Kentucky to win. And and, and somebody had said, like, I, I think it was you, Dal, or somebody said that, like, oh, yeah, Ty Ty cooked Trevor Keels every time they played AAU. Uh, like, we should expect the same. And then that was Trevor Keels' best game ever. Like, Who has two thumbs before. and stuck his foot in his mouth. <laughs> yeah so that was a fun little interaction because grant the next day is like listen to the whole episode thought it was funny that none of you guys picked duke or like you all picked kentucky to win it's like well yeah yeah so didn't realize trevor, trevor keels was gonna be superman that day yeah but that's <laughs> oh, the yeah. day we found out about oscar Sheway because that, that dude like he had like a 20 i think he had a 20 and 20 game or something like that and it was i was like holy crap oscar is good at basketball so i yeah, that- didn't hate didn't hate it that game was what made me worry about Mark for a little bit because Oscar was just abusing him all game long. He was, like, yeah. It was. I think what do you have like twenty rebounds, twenty two rebounds, something like that. Yeah, yeah seventeen he and 20. twenty and seventeen and twenty. Seventeen yeah. and twenty. The next yeah. game he had a twenty twenty point game is what it was. But yeah, no. So that that was fun. But yeah, Grant, I appreciate you coming on, man. Taking taking an hour out of your time to come out and hang out with us and talk uh, Duke basketball. I think it's giving us a better insight than what just stats and numbers will will give us so i appreciate you doing that for us dal like always it's been a pleasure to have you on man so you guys have a great week um and we will we'll be back next week with kansas 
Uh, I'll try and find a Kansas account that I don't hate we have that to. we can maybe get on the pod. Yeah, because uh, there's no way I'm not just going to be so mad about them winning the national championship. But anyways, uh, you guys have a fantastic week, and you take care. Thanks for having me, fellas.